All right, so the question Drew and I get asked every single day is how do you start a podcast? When we were trying to get this podcast off the ground, we both had so many questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen to? And most importantly, how do we make money from our podcast? The answer is simple. Anchor. Anchor is your one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all people, it's 100% free and it's ridiculously easy to use. Even Drew can use it. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, guys, that's exactly what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and Drew and the whole diverse community of podcasters around the world that are already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. We can't wait to hear your podcast. This is a test. This station is conducting a test of the emergency broadcasting system. This is only a test. It's so hard to say goodbye to yesterday. think of that uh, that new intro fuck you and your intro drew that is some bullshit he played this for me for the first time right now and i'm not having it bro i'm not in the mood dude well, no where i mean it's i think it's it's very apropos it's exactly what needs don't to be start the fucking big words either, i got the drew. big words too man we're Ugh. popping off emergency pot blake griffin has been traded oh my god when okay so this morning started out uh like a normal what great is it morning a, for a, me a normal monday right mm-hmm. lovely monday and bed bath a, and beyond uh-huh home depot look at that didn't know if i was gonna have time or not no no yeah we have a lovely little monday um <laughs> what the fuck drew all of us were sleeping soundly this morning i wasn't i was working we woke up had a had a nice early morning late afternoon some rumblings about Perhaps Blake Blake Griffin going to Tell him the real story, Drew. Tell him how fast this shit happened. How fast did my life change today? You guys need to listen. This is literally the timeline on how fast my life changed today. Tell him, Drew. Tell him. So, uh, I think it was probably, what, 2.30 in the afternoon? It was was 2.14. 2.14 in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. uh, I was watching Around the Horn, I believe it was. Mm Mm-hmm. On ESPN. I was at my parents' house uh-huh. having a lovely day doing laundry, yep. talking with my pops, right. who was passing in and out of napping. Nap time. He's 72. Just a relaxing You're Monday. allowed to nap at 72, pops. Oh, absolutely. And I get a text message from Drew. What's it say, Drew? So I uh, on, on the scroll there, on the ESPN scroll, breaking news, Blake Griffin in serious, or the Clippers in serious talks to send Blake Griffin to Detroit. So, knowing my boy over here, I immediately go, what is this? I sent him over the, the info that I got. And then your response was... I'm not buying this, so what, dude? Yeah. It's trading season. Another rumor. <clears throat> We've been hearing rumors all the time. Yeah. Uh, DJ's probably the one that'll end up getting traded. Most likely. And then, uh, what is what seemed like 72 seconds later... Oh, my God. Life changed. Blake Griffin was announced to Life be traded changed. to the Detroit Pistons along with Willie Reed. And who else was that on that list? Oh, Bryce Johnson. Yeah. And then you have, uh, coming back to you, Avery Bradley, Tobias Harris, big seven foot three Marjanovic, 
The, Marn uh, Who Cares a Vich is his fucking name. Drew, let me say something, bro. I gotta say something. What about are you, how are you feeling right now? Alright. This is how I'm feeling, people. I don't know how the fuck I'm feeling right now. I'll tell you this. I've had a lot of time to think. I'm definitely shocked. Okay, I think just like the whole NBA world. Drew, Nobody, were you shocked? Yeah, I was yeah, completely out of nowhere. Didn't uh, didn't see this happening for a second. I you know, if if DJ got traded today. I wouldn't be shocked. Would I be hurt? Yes. Would I be sad? Yes. But would I be shocked? No. We've been talking no. about DJ. Yeah, that's been out there all for months. Year. Right. Exactly. Okay. And if the right trade came about, then maybe we might give him up. Sure. In no way, shape, or form uh-huh. did I think Blake Griffin was in talks with anybody. You guys just re-signed him. $171 million. We made him our franchise player. If you remember from our podcast back you know, during summer, yep. we lose Chris. We invest in Blake. Correct. You know what? Good. This is our franchise fucking yeah, player. You're going to build around him. Yes. And then this happens. Okay. So immediately, I am distraught. Yep. I'm pissed. Yep. I was actually belligerent. Like my 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 day at my my family changed really quick, <laughs> really quick. And not to mention, guys, I know I say this all the time. Like when Chris got dealt, like when you know when all the shit went down, like with Houston, like my phone blows up, right? And it yeah. happens. I ask for it. Like people know they want they want to hear what I got to say about like what what's going on. My phone literally has not stopped all day. Yeah, I pick. I didn't even pick up for Drew. Like, I didn't even respond to Drew's nope. text message. No. Nope. Uh, Drew's roommate, Jeff, called, and I said, call me fucking later, dude. Yeah. I'm not talking about yeah, this. Yeah, you need, you need some time. Yeah, I got to think about this, all right, guys? And a lot of shit, a lot of shit's been going with me. I, You know, if you know me, <clears throat> and you fo- or you follow me, you might have just started following me, I am literally emotionally involved with the Clippers, all right? Yeah. I'm, I, I've been going on 26 years with these guys. It's a long time. Um... Yeah, it's a really long time, and I and we've been through extreme highs and we've been through extreme lows, and I, I will tell you, I'm gonna get real nostalgic with you guys probably during this whole emergency podcast. No, no, I don't care how fucking long this goes. All right, <laughs> okay. I really don't. Yeah, because, no, because you know what? <clears throat> another another thing, you guys can go and listen to David Aldridge. You can go listen to, to Bill Simmons. Go listen to Will Bond. Go listen to Stephen A. If you really want to. But if you want to listen to like how a real fucking Clipper fan feels about this, listen to this fucking podcast because I'm going to keep it 100 with everybody. Yep. Okay. Blake Griffin to me, being the fan, quote unquote fan that I am and have been for so long, Blake was our first superstar. Yeah. Okay. Blake was literally the day we the day we got the number one pick. Yeah, the lottery. The, the lottery, lottery pick, pick. Right. And Andy Rogier, our VP at the time. He had the suit. He had the suit. He opened it up and it said Griffin yep. in his suit. Okay. Yep. And we knew and I knew right then, like, whoa, yo, we got a fucking we have a superstar in our hands. Yeah. Um so we've been watching Blake since he was twenty years old. Uh and we you know, we went through the whole thing of, you know, his rookie year getting hurt. Right. Uh, we, Sitting out most of the year. He sat out the whole year. He yeah. got hurt in preseason, you yeah. know, and he trained and got back and ready, you know, ready to get in playing shape. Uh, I remember, and I've said this on another podcast, one of my dear friends, Leon Wood, who's an NBA referee, you know, he finally got to see one of his first scrimmages at, at uh, Camp Pendleton down here. And he's like, yo, Ian, this dude is a deer. Like, this guy is the real deal. Yeah. You know, and uh, until this year, I haven't missed an opening night uh, for Clipper basketball in 26 years. I've been to every single opening night. I didn't go this year for, uh, for for different reasons. But I saw Blake Griffin 
get his first bucket against Portland, which yeah. was a dunk. Yep. And I looked at my boy, and I'm like, all right, this guy's the fucking real deal. Yeah. You know, so, and Drew, I'll let you talk in one second. That's fine. I, I just got real nostalgic today. Yeah. Um, all the good times. Yeah, and to be honest, like if we're, and I want to be honest, it's our podcast, and this is what this is what the fuck we do. If we're not honest here, then what are we doing? No, and I'm exactly, and I'm not, sh- I'm not being, I'm not being over dramatic about this. I literally felt no. like today that you know, like something, I lost somebody. I feel like I kind of died inside a little bit. Like most of the new Clipper fans, all right, quote unquote, new Clipper fans uh-huh. stem from. Um, Darius Miles and, and Lamar Odom and Elton Brand and Q Rich. And then right? the newer ones stem from Chris Paul, stem Blake from, Griffin, yeah. and DJ in Lob the, City. The bandwagon cats. Right. Um, but guess what? Lamar and and Q and Darius, they didn't get us anywhere. It was fun. It was exciting. We never made it to a playoff. Blake Griffin was our first guy that, like, wow, I really like this fucking guy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the fans like him. He, he plays uh, hard. Plays, plays hard. hard. Yeah. His his first two years in the league, like dude, He's dunking on everybody. Everybody. He didn't give a fuck. Everybody got a body. Everybody got bodied. And I want to say this too. I was I was there. I sat courtside at that Nick game with my boy Milk Tyson, who listens to this podcast, where him and Amari were going at it. And mm-hmm. I literally have footage of me and Amari talking shit. Nice on on at courtside. Um, if you go to the clip of when Blake does the the spin around dunk on Gall- Gallinari that night, mm-hmm. it pans to me and my boy Milk in the front row going crazy. <laughs> like that was the night that I knew, like, yo, this dude is special, bro. For real. Um, and these guys don't come along a lot. All right, these these, these guys are, are one in a million. Blake is one in a million. Um, so I, basically, I've been I've been all over emotionally. What did what did you feel today, Drew? Well, like, what did you think? I think like most people, it was just it, it's just so out of left field, right? And the the first thing that came to my mind was like, w- this is clearly a shift in decision making that's coming from the top. And I don't know who pulled the trigger or who made the decision. We can guess that it was Jerry West because he's 100%. the new boy involved here, and he's like really the only variable that wasn't there um, when when Blake resigned. I think Jerry West probably was there when Blake resigned, but even still, whoever it was. Um, you go from six months ago or seven months ago signing this guy to a five-year deal, the, the largest deal in, I believe, the, fran- history. the franchise Definitely. history, and then six months later you're you're, you're trading him away. So that there's clearly been some kind of decision to move forward in this capacity, and we're hearing, I mean, not to rain on the parade, but we're hearing that they're also going to be trading DeAndre Jordan and Lou Williams. Which means it says complete rebuild to me. Yeah, they're either they're either clearly going for one or two particular free agents in this next off season, or they're going to say, "Look, we're going to do the the Sixers. We're going to go the Sixers route, and we're going to just get stack up these picks, and the next three years are just going to be rough, and and hopefully we're going to bounce back with our young guys." So that's just, and that was just a, such a clear shift from okay, we have a contending team that we think we're going to play behind and, and and ride them until the end of the season, see where they can get us. But we're not contending, Drew. Let's be real. We're That's me- what I'm we're saying. Mediocre. Once Chris left, right. I think there was a sense of okay, we we can probably build around Blake with the pieces that they were able to gather in the wake of Chris Paul's departure. You know. But yet they're broken pieces, right? That's now. the thing. Gallo's hurt and Beverly hurt, right? Which were the two other large signings that you guys and Blake got. was hurt again, right. This year, exactly. Um, and so it just someone decided to make the decision. Here, let's let's do it now. Now is the, as good a time as ever, in their minds, 
to rebuild. I know I know a lot of Clipper fans are upset, and I, I am the same way, guys. Like for for those that are real Clipper fans, like I get it, man. Blake was literally our guy. He's the guy. Like if we were gonna get a statue outside Staples. If we were going to get a banner hanging, like it would be Blake. And Blake showed us loyalty, too. I'm pretty sure Blake could have got 171 anywhere he wanted. Mm-hmm. you know. But he stayed with us. Obviously, he has other intentions as well, being in L.A. And, you know, he, you know, he's got the acting thing going and all that stuff. But I mean, this was his club, though. I mean, for the first time, club. for the first time, really, since Chris has mm-hmm. joined. It's, it was his club. Definitely. And, and that's what I mean by a, a, like a, such a left turn to go from all right, you're the guy, mm-hmm. and then he doesn't even make it that full season of being you're the guy, and he's already on a different team. And like, it's what, so crazy. This is what I want to know, Drew, is like, was this the best offer? Like, is did, was Detroit the first offer that came at us? Like, right. was there an offer on the table for Kawhi? Like, did we not want to trade him in the West? I, I just don't I don't understand the logic of it, okay? As uh-huh. a fan, mm-hmm. as a fan, Drew, I don't understand the logic, all right? You understand the rebuilding aspect. I under, Okay, we, and I, I, Drew and I talked about this today. Like, since we started doing this podcast and since we started, you know, people are listening and kind of, you know, really caring about what we got to say. I'm I've really been trying to take a step back from being a fan. All right. And I, I, and I hate that word, a fan, because I literally don't feel like I'm a fan of the Clippers. I literally feel like I'm no, it's a part I, of you. It's been a part of me. Part I don't want to be life. called. Oh, you're a Clipper fan. Nah, dude. Like it's deeper. Than it's that. way deeper than that. Right. And Blake, you know, and, and to be nostalgic again, like. Blake made Clipper basketball fun again. Like, Blake made, you know, like, it was awesome. Yeah. You know, and then we made all these new friends, and I made a whole bunch of new friends, and, like, we we created this bond. Clipper fans, Section 114, you know, you know, I got a lot of real Clipper fans that follow me, and, like, we've built this bond, and Blake has been at the center of all this. And it was great with Chris. Um, Chris and Blake and DJ were great together. Yeah. It's obvious now to me that... It, the chemistry just wasn't there, okay, Drew? And now, and now, like, on my drive home from my parents today, knowing that we had to do this podcast, like, I'm thinking about, okay, the, the only phone call I picked up today, and I'm going to be real with you guys, my boy David, who, who runs Slam Magazine, all right? I was the first person this guy called. You know, mm-hmm. this guy runs Slam Magazine. He's a great friend of mine, and he wanted to call and check up on me. Yo, Clips, how are you feeling? Like, what do you think about this? And I told him straight up. I'm like, yo, um... I'm a little heated right now. I'm sure. heated. I'm confused. Right. Um, and he kind of he kind of calmed me down a little bit. Okay. We have to remember any professional basketball player that you ask, like, what is it like being an NBA player? I can fucking guarantee you one of the first three things they say is like, yo, this shit will shock you how much of a business this is. Okay. Right. Yeah. Business all the way. Business all the way. And Clipper fans, I want you to listen to me when I say this. And I hate saying this too, okay? But we ain't done shit with Blake. Yeah. We I mean, didn't go anywhere with Chris. Playoffs, which is nice. We but didn't go anywhere with Blake. There's got to be Blake. some kind of progression okay? after playoffs. Right? Yeah. And, and you expect when you have two superstars plus an uh, emerging superstar in DJ. Mm-hmm. He'll, DJ will never be a superstar, but he will be that guy. He's yeah. that glue guy. He's that guy that you could use to win a championship. Oh, absolutely. You put D, you put DJ instead of 
instead of Pachulia on gold. Actually, anybody can win with Golden State. Exactly. But you put DJ on I, Houston right now, like right. They, they might be winning the title. Yeah. DJ is just that guy. And we might see that, actually, yeah, before we, the season's oh over, before God. the trade deadline's over. We might what have a stab in the fucking heart that would be to me. <laughs> right? I've already been stabbed twice this year. Like, that yeah. would be the third. Yeah. But then we got to be real. And again, like I said, like we have to think not like fans, okay? So it's pretty obvious that if you look at Philadelphia, if you look at Golden State, everything starts with going young and having draft picks and drafting within the organization. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, choosing the right players. Choosing the right players. Yeah. And 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 molding them to the system, mm-hmm. right? Now, a lot of people have said today, and a lot of people have been saying for a couple months, like, Doc's fucking up the system, blah, right. blah, blah. And, yeah, a lot of people can blame Doc. The, the coach is always the first one. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, Cleveland, they're blaming Teron. Lou, you know what I mean? <clears throat> yeah. It's easy when you're fucking winning, guys. Um, Doc Rivers' situation is slightly different than Teron Lou's. I mean... It is. The breakdown, I think, goes deeper than simply just... Um, uh, different views of the way the, of the way to play basketball, you know, with that one, so, which and is why I think I, a lot of people are going to lean in to Doc about about the way that this team has crumbled now well, this season. Well, we have to blame somebody. Everybody needs somebody to blame. Now, right. check this out: if we had Gallo and Beverly and Blake was cool all season, like, and we'd probably be in the fourth spot, third spot. Who the fuck knows? You know what I mean? Right. <clears throat> it would be a different story. It'd be like, oh, Doc is Doc is amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when you're losing, everything's different. Of course. Um, but I want to say this too, like as great as Blake is, he's been averaging 50, 50 games a year since his rookie year. Right. Okay. Yeah. And his stability, his, you know, we, we, we just don't know what we're going to get. I've been to, to San Antonio for the playoffs. I've been to Memphis for the playoffs. You know what I mean? And, like, it just seems like it's the same story every year. We're hurt. Yeah. You know? And Blake's hurt. And that, and you can tell in his game this year, everything is below the rim. Yeah. He's not banging on people this year. Right. He's second-guessing banging on people this year. And, guys, mind you, this isn't me talking. I want Blake on my team. I told you. I, I want Blake. I would never trade Blake. Right. He's the face of our franchise. But then we got to think like Jerry West. We got to go young. We got to get the draft picks. The draft that's coming up this year is like, that's big-time deal. Yeah. There's, it's gonna be stacked. It's gonna be stacked, and you gotta go young. Yeah, you know, and and for the people that don't know the P- the Pistons, Tobias Harris could have been an All Star this year if he Tobias was. Tobias Harris is a good player. He's a he's a really good player. Yeah, very Avery good player. Bradley is an is top five best defenders in the NBA, hands down. Yeah, he's tough. He is. He's tough nose. <clears throat> he's a free agent this off season too. So I that's why I think a lot of this move points to free agency in, mm-hmm. in the upcoming year. I think Tobias Harris is a nice player. Mm-hmm. He's clearly going to take the minutes that they thought were going to go to Gallo this season, which he's just soaking up on the bench. I don't know what's wrong with him. He'll be back tomorrow. He'll be back in the next game. They say. Oh, will he? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it it is it just so like if we want to break it down a little bit, the trade is kind of odd for both parties. Because you're getting rid of Blake and Willie Reed, who is a good young player. Loved Willie. He played great for us this year. He's a good young player, Mm -hmm. right? And then you're giving away Bryce Johnson, who really hasn't panned out like some of us might have thought coming out of North Carolina. And what you're getting is Tobias Harris, who is a a very solid NBA player, like a really nice three. Young. Three. He's he's 26. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and then you got Avery Bradley, who's, as we know, very good perimeter defender. And a vet. Good vet. And an improved offensive player. 
Um, but he's going to be a free agent at the end of this season, mm-hmm. right? So you're typically... Expiring contract, Drew. That's exactly. going to clear up more room. That's what I'm saying. Okay. And then you get these draft picks. So it's pretty clear to me that you What's guys the draft are, pick, though? We got a, we got a first, first round? first round and a second round. 2018 first round, 2019 second round. And then, that yeah, that first round pick will come in huge this year, regardless of where Detroit fits out, because the draft is just so stacked. Um, I... I I think you guys are going to make a real push for LeBron. If I'm being honest, I know I know we're going way kind of in we this are. direction now. We are, but I I think all the signs are pointing to LeBron wanting to come to Los Angeles, and all the rumors have been with the Lakers, and all the rumors have been with the Clippers also um, over the past two years. I think you guys are going to make a real a real hard push at him, and if it doesn't go through, then you're going to have all this space and, and all this money to kind of decide how you want to build your team and who you want to go after. And if you think about this, Drew, if we signed Chris Paul, say say CP took the 206, and right? stayed with Blake. Right, and, and then we stay with Blake, who's going to get the 171. I don't You're think looking, you would have been able to do it, that. You wouldn't have got the 171, but let's just say that they get three, that they $300 stayed. million. Everybody stayed. Yeah, okay. Well, we get three. We probably lose DJ in the transaction, you okay. know? Right. And my first thought, like, when we when we traded Blake today, I'm like, fuck, we're going to, cl- we're going to clear up ca- uh, cap space to give DJ what he wants. And I think DJ... Well, Drew's shaking his head. No, yeah, I don't I think, think that's happening. I don't ever because he's been on the trading block. You know, like yeah. maybe that's not happening. And Drew doesn't. And of course, this is me being fan. This is me. This is the fan side. I want to keep DJ. He's of course, you. Fan, he's the I last do. piece. He's the last piece. I want. Well, and there's not too many DJs in the NBA, dog. No, like, there's not. I, I don't want to give him up to somebody like a Houston or a OKC or any of those guys. The you know the fact that we get that, okay. I also feel horrible for Blake. Like. How how shitty is that that you're like wow. we couldn't trade you to Orlando or like any we gotta send you to Detroit dog to play with Van Gundy who runs like the hardest practices you can possibly yeah. want to be on it's pretty strange it's it's a strange fix but that is the fucking game all right it's part of the game you get traded yeah. you are business once you start playing you literally never know yeah you know bomber loves blake we we've known I, this yeah that, it's really I, this is why it's just so shocking because everything seemed like all the all the arrows were pointed in other directions right mm-hmm. you got one pointed at doc you got one pointed at dj you got one pointed at austin rivers mm-hmm. And like whatever management, whoever they're, whoever's fucking up, and then all of a sudden it's just like, oh no, actually Blake's gone, like out of nowhere. It was, I don't, I can't remember being this surprised by a trade, but uh, maybe ever. I don't know if I've ever been this surprised. I was surprised definitely. I was surprised when Shaq left, but at least there was like turmoil and and stuff that happened to lead up to that trade. We had no turmoil. That's what I'm saying. It just literally happened out of the blue. Yeah, I'm heartbroken, Drew. I'm I'm literally... It's just so shocking. I am, but then, like, we have to realize that, like, Jerry West made these decisions and pushed these decisions for whatever reason. So I got a question. Yeah. Do you think... uh, Because we've talked about Doc in the past Mm -hmm. during some of the struggles that the Clippers have had earlier this season. Mm -hmm. And I mentioned that Doc is not a coach that likes to be a rebuilding coach. Definitely. He's not he's not a with that, or mm-hmm. else he would have stayed in Boston mm-hmm. longer. Do you think he stays after this year, or do you think they go after somebody else? I think... Like a after, Fizdale. Okay, Fizz, I think the writing's on the wall. Right. right. I think basically, it's kind of like this, dude. If Abandoned ship? No, I don't want, first of all, I don't want to say abandoned ship. I, I, I'm saying, like, let's build a new ship. I think we're bringing in different people that are going to build a new ship, okay? So that, that's, now, a, that's, a, that's a different version of abandoned ship. Well, yeah, you got to jump off of one ship to get to the new ship. Do I say we're tanking? No. What I say is, like, we have to, you have to get what you can get, you know, right now to rebuild your team. And if our best, if our best trading uh, 
piece yeah. is Blake, which right. and we have another great trading piece, which is DJ. Yeah. And mind you, we don't have a point guard that plays great with DJ. Like when Chris is throwing lobs and doing all that shit, like yeah, that works out really well. Yeah. You know, and it, it really hasn't been working out too well with DJ this year. He's playing as, as as well as he can, but it's not the same shit. The Lob City's gone. Yeah. We all know DJ has is is suspect when it comes to offensive moves and like he hasn't he hasn't progressed offensively minus like the free throws and all this stuff. We haven't seen in in, in 9 years and 8 years we haven't seen him develop a, you know, uh, uh, a spin hook. We no, haven't he seen doesn't, him develop he doesn't an, have an offensive under. game. Yeah, exactly. He, yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't. So have. and don't tell me that Jerry West doesn't see that. So hold on then, a second though. Okay. Does I'm Doc hold- Stay. The, the writing's on the wall. So you think he's gone? The, the whole point is this. Okay, my whole point was saying this. If Blake is gone, Doc is definitely on the blocks. And I don't think that... I think Doc was the right coach for, for Chris and DJ and Blake. For an already built yes. unit that he just had to tinker with and, and This, interject. we need something new. Yep. And do I want Doc Rivers gone? No. But... I think you should at this point. I'm at this point, it seems like the the it was it's a failed experiment. Why, why is it failed though? We've held ourselves together being being a hurt team this year. No, I'm not talking about this year. I'm talking about the whole Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan, Doc Rivers. Yeah, but Doc, that was your that was your band of that was like the core of your team. That was the big three, and, and you guys were going to ride that unit with Doc's head coaching experience mm-hmm. and championship experience, mm-hmm. and then just on the talent of those three, just to get kind of break you through and get you into the finals and hopefully win a ship i think it's fair to say at this point that that failed it's it's it, you're right you and it's okay to admit that like we, like the I laker it, as a laker fan right? right sitting over here i you know i i like blake griffin a lot it doesn't ruffle my feathers so much that he left it's certainly shocking but it doesn't affect me in the same way that it would affect you or the mm-hmm. same way that it would have affected me if like kobe bryant got traded you mm-hmm. know uh, it's a big fucking deal, but what I'm saying but he is he was our Kobe. This that's, what, that's what I mean. Okay. That's what I mean. That's why I'm, I'm explaining it in those terms. Okay. Like to you, it it should be this big of a it deal. Is. It's a I'm huge not trying story. to play it down, mm-hmm. uh, but there was a there was a phase uh, there that we had to say, you know what? Like it's time to get rid of Powell. It's probably time to get rid of Lamar Odom. You know, we I don't want to see those guys leave because they brought us two championships and three finals. It's progress sometimes. To say, okay, it's time to start over. Okay, so it's you is uh, piggybacking off that. Uh-huh. To everybody listening, this is the same thing that Denver had to come to terms with with, with Mello. This right. is the same th- term that uh, that that Philly had to come with with AI. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. what, if we can get something for you right now, yeah. you're at the highest of what we can get. Right, and that's how Jerry West thinks. All right. That's how Jerry West thinks. Like, Balmer's not the basketball guy. It's literally Jerry West pulling these yeah. strings, right? And here's what I'll say is that with you losing Blake, right, and and obviously Ugh. you may lose other components, Ugh. they are saying that they're still going to try and compete for a playoff spot, which is remain it remains to be seen based on who they can get back for those players. But now the journey doesn't really even start for you guys until this summer, like with, with the draft lottery. Let's just assume that you don't get enough players back to stay competitive in the West. Which is going to be a tough ask. We're not going to go anywhere in the West, regardless. I agree. I think right. that, I think we can agree that the Clippers' hopes for uh, the postseason are gone at this point. I, I'm not going to go that far, but what I'm okay. saying is like the, it, it, it's going to be. A, we're not going to beat Houston, depending on what the next move is. Like, okay, so we could be making like if Lou Will and DJ are on the trading block, right? And you trade those two anywhere. That's what I'm saying. That's that's definitely a bargaining chip. I don't want to trade them for some dude with an expiring contract. I definitely don't want to do you, that. But you could because we could then and then free up so three hundred million dollars. Yeah, so much cap space. True. 
you could do that. True. That would be an option. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably the route they're going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I don't I, – I'll say this. I don't think the Clippers are going to make the playoffs <laughs> now because all – especially <laughs> because it seems like they're determined to get rid of all three of those players that we just mentioned, mm-hmm. one already being gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I and I don't think that Doc Rivers will make it to the next off season. Yeah, I think you're probably going to bring in a new. I don't coach. think they're going to fire him before the season. No, though. I think they'll let him finish let him out go. if he wants. Yeah. I mean, he may want a buyout or something. I don't know. Like he probably probably wants to try and get on another team so Austin can come with him and play. <laughs> Stop somewhere else. Shut up, dude. We want Austin. I want to keep Austin. Dude. Well, you'll have him. Yeah. Um, he got. The, he'll have plenty of time to compete for that shooting guard spot now. Um, but Stop yeah. making me laugh, Drew. I'm sorry. No. Stop making me laugh, bro. This isn't a fucking okay. laughing matter. So I think that that mostly tonight was about you saying goodbye to Blake. No, I'm not even done saying goodbye. No. No. Yeah. And I said I wanted to talk all the way through this. Yeah. We're gonna do a segment too because we had a bunch of people hit us up about questions. We have questions that people. Yeah, want. we're gonna yeah. do questions, and then I'm gonna say goodbye to Blake. Okay. In my own way. Okay. We're gonna be right back. Through with Clips and Drew. Yeah. It's the emergency podcast. We were only going to do one segment, but this calls for two. A lot of people have been hitting me up for questions. Yep, yep. And uh, Drew's going to ask those right now. So uh, this comes in from Adriano. <laughs> He's section 114. This is a diehard Clipper fan right here. Okay. Diehard. He asks, do you still believe in the logo, meaning Jerry West? Okay. Do you think Blake got a fair shake? And do you think Blake was the problem when it came to recruiting key players? All right, so first question, do, do we believe in the logo? Do I believe in the logo? Like in his leadership in, when it comes to this point I in think, time. I think we have to. I think the reputation speaks for himself. Yeah. I think um, everything that he's – all the picks that he's made for us this year, even looking at C.J. Uh, Williams, looking at uh, uh, what uh, Tyrone what, – what's our other guy's name that's balling right now? Our young buck. I'm so shook right now. Um, the Houston trade, like Jerry's done everything he he can for. Like, we we got the most out of the Chris Paul deal. I think we came out better. <laughs> not gonna lie, like we got a lot of great players. Montrezl Harrell, we did. We didn't come out better than Houston. I mean, they got Chris Paul, but we got a, a lot. You guys of great got a lot players. of stuff. You got a lot of stuff for him. That's and, true. And I think Jerry, and even the Milos pick, even though Milos has been hurt all year, like mm-hmm. he's been a great pickup for us. Uh, I believe in Jerry, and as fans. Like we have to believe in this process, you you know. Like we gotta believe in that every decision Jerry and the organization's making is is the best for our organization. So do I believe in the logo? Yes. Yeah, and I think I think if you're gonna have one guy uh, to redo this, like to rebuild, if that's if that's the move, which it seems like it is, uh, you gotta look at his track record and, and feel good that he can make it happen. He can he can make the franchise bounce back. I mean, look what he did with Memphis. Right. And those guys that he brought in are still there. They're right. still the pillars of that franchise. And then of course what he did, uh, you know, helping Golden State draft Steph and Clay and Draymond and the list goes on for what he did with that organization. He's that obviously franchise. a genius and he knows what he's doing. And so if if we're going to believe in anybody, uh, Drew and Adriano, yes. That's yeah. what I'm believing in the logo. So yes. then the second one was, do you think Blake got a fair shake? Uh, and then also, like, do you think Blake was a problem when it came to recruiting key players? No. Okay. So do I think Blake got a fair shake? Yeah. 
You want to know? I, I thought Chris Paul got his fair shake. We got he, we got everything that we needed to be successful as an organization yep. and as a team. Yeah. We literally had everything that we needed, mm-hmm. um, and it didn't work out. Whether I, yeah, go ahead. Well, whether it, whether it's that the chemistry wasn't right or whatever, like. We had the players in line to be successful, and yeah, there were a couple seasons where we we were hurt. Yeah, you know, and it just didn't work out. But yeah. we gave it a fair shot. Did Blake get a fair uh, shake? Yeah. You want to want to know else? What what else is he got? One hundred seventy one million dollars. Like it's not like the, the the guy's hurting. Yeah. You know, and it's I mean Detroit is still in the United States. They didn't send him to Lithuania to play with the Ball Brothers, so he'll be just fine. Uh, and then the recruiting part, I think that's a really interesting question. Do you think he might have been a hindrance to like signing big free agents? I think what we don't know and what I've learned about Blake over the years is I think, and we talked about this on a couple podcasts, mm-hmm. is I think Blake knows how to really get under people's skin, a sure. few people. Yeah. But if I'm sure if you ask anybody that knows Blake Griffin, they're probably going to say really good things about him. You know what I mean? Yeah. People like Blake Griffin. How can you not like Blake Griffin? Yeah. If, if you're competitive on the, if, if you don't like Blake because he's competitive on the court, and he plays really hard, and you could possibly get dunked on and get put on a poster. Yeah, that's going to make people not like you for sure. But I don't think it affected the the uh, recruiting process. I thought when LeBron was a was a uh, uh, free agent. When was that? A uh, thirteen? When he, went, when he went to Miami? Yeah, it was 2013, 2012, One of those years. Uh, I thought for sure we had the best team for him to come to like yo we got chris paul blake griffin deandre jordan yeah and for for whatever reason and chris paul being one of lebron's best friends yeah didn't come right so do i think that blake was blake was the reason why nah you know i sure i, I think people want to play with blake griffin i think that uh some of this stuff may come to the to the forefront here uh, after the after the aftermath of his trade, we may have some players that offload some stuff or some coaches that offload some stuff about Blake that were behind closed doors. Because mm-hmm. obviously him and Chris clearly clash, and, but they were able to, to still be teammates for six years without really much of um, anything coming out in the media that they dislike each other. Um, so I think it, it'll be interesting to see. But, but don't from, you think- from all the things that we've heard, yeah, but there's I- not too many people that have a problem with him. I agree. And and again, like everything's fine and dandy with dandy when you're winning games. Right. Like, you know, when you put a squad together, a, a big three squad or whatever and and you know, you make it to the playoffs, you make it to the second round, you like do whatever and you, and you lose and then uh you know, and then you lose the next year, okay, fine. And then you lose the next year, it's like, okay, well what the fuck? Yeah. You know, it just doesn't it, it's not working. Guys. Yeah. It, it's not working. And I think management seeing that and as sad as it is that you got to get rid of your your best player um the time is right and it's better it's god i hate saying this man but it's better that we get rid of blake now yeah and get something for him than when he's 30 right that's so fucked up to say right um well so and then the other questions that we got like kind of a lot of repeats and then we touched on it we touched on it in the beginning uh segment there but uh obviously the next question is to DJ and Lou Will, which uh, Woj, Chris, uh, Adrian Wojnarowski, I think that's how you say his name. Mm-hmm. Close enough. Was the guy that, that leaked the story or broke the story. And he's saying that DJ and Lou Will are on the trading block. Do you think, number one, that they'll be traded? And number two, what would you hope to, to get 
Well, first guys. of all, let's tell everybody who asked that. Uh, that's one of uh, I'm not going to name his name, but that's one of DJ's family members who I'm tight with. That's yeah, my guy for sure. And unfortunately, I think yeah, I think I think D- as much as okay. So as, as a Clipper guy, like I and from what I've seen from Lou Williams, like. I wouldn't mind having Lou as my starting point guard. Right. And, I, and, and I want to keep DJ with us. Look, DJ just broke our all-time games played as a Clipper. Like, that that speaks volumes. It does. You know, to have a healthy, which is crazy, first of all, a healthy athletic center that plays above the rim is ridiculous. Yeah, he's had, he's had the best health of any center, I think. He's Since a, he's been in the league, one hundred percent, it's crazy. And he's a fan favorite. We all love DJ. How do, I'm looking at my DJ bobblehead uh-huh, right now. Uh-huh. Um, we uh, and same thing with Blake, guys. I want to go back to this. Like these are two dudes that we have seen grow up in front of our eyes from twenty year olds. Yeah, you know, we drafted them, we molded them, we coached them. Yeah, and we've seen them grow into these amazing players and athletes. Especially DJ, yeah, because Blake had all the gifts. You know what I mean. DJ right. was a work in progress. Well, Blake, I mean, DJ is clearly blessed. Right, with he's ath- blessed with athleticism, but, but he's, had, no, he's had to work on his game definitely substantially. But you know, he he's definitely blessed. But he wasn't blessed with like DJ was one of those guys coming out like where he's either going to be really good or he might get lost in the shuffle. You totally, know what I mean, totally. And he's but, carved out a really nice role for himself in the NBA for totally. sure. Absolutely. And any team in the NBA would love to uh, DeAndre Jordan. Of course. But I have no problem believing that. Yeah, and I would love him more. I, I think he's a Clipper. I would like to keep him a Clipper for life. But the way it's looking right now for the for the dude that asked the question, unless we get – look, if, if we can package DJ and Lou for somebody amazing, that's the only, that's the only shit. I'm not taking DJ and Lou for another Tobias Harris. You know, and, like this kind of trade, trade where you get like a lot of picks. Not and doing you, that You don't right like now. that. Nope. Okay, so then best case scenario. This I kind of I think this will wrap it up for our questions here. Uh, best case scenario for the Clippers at, at this stage. Let's just say that that Blake and Lou will do get traded, and you end up with all this cap space. Mm-hmm. Is w- would your number one uh, be to try and bring LeBron into the Clippers and build around him? Is that is would that I, be your target? I don't. Okay, first of all, I think. Building around LeBron, I don't think LeBron wants to do that process. I agree. I agree. You know, LeBron wants to go to at least where he's got, you know, a couple players that he believes. Like, if we had Lou Will and DJ and LeBron wants to come, I think he would seriously look at that. You know, even with even with a couple of these other dudes. Right. Um, I don't think LeBron's going to go to any situation this year. Even going to the Lakers, everybody, you know, he's looking at L.A. He has two... $22 million houses in L.A. Like, yeah. of course, you think his destination would be L.A. These kids go to school out here. So. But you're still looking at rebuilding. Like, even in, in, with the Lakers, it's going to take you three or four years. And LeBron's not a spring chicken. And if he comes to the Clipper, I think, nah, dude. You know what? I don't. I don't think LeBron comes here. I don't think he goes to the Lakers. I don't think LeBron wants to rebuild. It, um I don't. Okay. I don't. I don't. I don't think. I. I think you're right. Mostly too. I think. I think it would have to be. Uh, I think the only way LeBron decides to go to the Clippers or to the Lakers is if is if it, the Lakers or Clippers come to him and say, "Look, we have Paul George, or mm-hmm. we have Demarcus Cousins, or whoever whoever it is that excites LeBron at this point in time, or Chris Paul and James Harden, right? Or Houston, right? Yeah. No, no. I'm yeah. I'm just saying the only the only reason he would come to those teams in particular, the Lakers or Clippers, is if they have already something in play. That excites him now about picking up another free agent along with him. My my thing in the back of my head was like, okay, if I'm LeBron, 
I just feel like at this point in his career, especially now going through the season that he's having with Cleveland, he's not going to deal with any more bullshit, bro. He wants to be with, with the professionals and whatnot. I agree. I don't see that playing out for either. But he had a choice to play with Chris. He could have come to L.A. and played with his boy, and there was a reason why he didn't. Right. You know, and it's obviously not working out with Dwayne Wade now, but I don't know, man. I I, I don't know. I it, You know, I think LeBron's looking at like, Damn, I could play with Giannis. You know what I mean? I could play with, I could play with Kawhi. I can do. You know what I mean? I think there's a lot of so that for him. I mean, the, yeah, the question was more for you, Sorry. like in your hopes. For him, the questions are 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 never ending. Do I think we're gonna get LeBron? No, yeah, right, I don't. Right. Do I think that we have enough money to get a solid freaking team around us, like Golden State has yeah. done, and like you right. know. I, I think we have that. I think we can do that. Yeah. Money, money, money will get anybody anywhere. I think the most important thing about this offseason is going to be who you draft mm-hmm. and how you use those picks, regardless of who you get. Obviously, if you get someone of LeBron's caliber, that'll change things a lot. But again, like you go back to, the cupboards are bare at that point. Right. You, you really got to start from scratch. So I do think you're going to go for youth. I think if they do trade Lou Will and DJ, it's going to be something similar to what you got for Blake, like mm-hmm. a, yada, a lot of young players, a lot of expiring contracts. And some picks. I, I think that's what the Clippers are going for right now, unfortunately. But um, it's a sad day. I man. think it proves this. This this will kind of uh, thin thin the herd a little bit. I think mm-hmm. you know when it comes to Clippers fans, um, you know you you guys have kind of swollen up in your uh, in your fanship. In, well, I want to say something years. about that. Yeah. I, I mean, I I talked about this today with you and Candid. This is for everybody listening to this. This is what I'm talking about, about bandwagon motherfuckers, all right? <laughs> Seriously. A lot of people jump ship today. Right, okay? sure. A lot of people, and I was at the Golden State game two weeks ago, or three weeks ago, and I'm seeing more people in the crowd being Golden State fans than they are Clipper yeah. fans. A lot of people jump ship with Chris Paul, too. They 100% yeah. did. Yeah. And, guys, this is where if you're a real Clipper fan, you we have to deal with this. You guys have this, been here before. We've I, I've been here before. The, 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 yeah, the true Clipper fans. We've been here before. You've been there before. And these things, this shit happens in sports, dude. Think yeah. about the Cleveland fans when they lost LeBron. They burnt his jersey. We're not doing that <laughs> shit. We're not burning Blake. I mean, obviously, LeBron chose to go somewhere. Correct. Else. Yeah, that's the uh, difference. Blake, right. it is. But this is where it's like, it's it's. I've been here so many times before in my life. And the, the people that I talk to tomorrow... That are still like, all right, what are we going to do? What's the next step? We got to rebuild. We're going to go through this one more time. Yep. And then guess what, guys? We'll probably go through it another five times. You know what I'm saying? Ups so, and downs. Ups and downs. Of it is ups and downs. And I'm riding with the people that are riding with this team. Okay. And like my boy Jordan, um, who's a huge Seattle uh, uh, Seahawks, Seahawks fan. Yeah. You know, he's won Super Bowls, and he he's the dude that told me like you got to cheer for the name on the jersey because you never know what's going to ha- like. You never know what's going to happen to the player, right? You know, like I want to, I, I, I wish I could love Chris Paul. I can't love Chris Paul anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, like I want to see Blake do so well. Yeah. You know, and he's going to thrive. Like the guy's always going to be just like Melo. He's always going to be a 20, 23, 25, You know what I mean? Yeah. And just real quick, also, like we haven't talked about this at all. Detroit now actually kind of has like an interesting kind of squad going on there. I don't know what their plans are for the offseason they're sitting in the ninth they're spot they're mediocre though they they're don't... sitting in the ninth spot right now and they just shook up their whole organization they, they brought did. in they brought in a top tier nba talent 
Um, I don't think they they haven't had a superstar. A superstar. Yeah, they had Rip and, and Chauncey who were they had the superstar great. team. They had a great they team, had but they ain't never the had a dude that they can. And, and Isaiah good, Thomas has been like the, the last the last one standout star that they've had. And yeah. good for Detroit because they need something out there. I think they're going to embrace Blake. They got a new stadium that they're trying yeah. to put the seats in. And I, yeah, it's going to be a culture shock for Blake because I'm sure Blake everybody would rather be in L.A. than Detroit. But they're going to embrace him, and guess what? Blake's going to embrace them. Yeah, you dig. Like, well, he has no choice at this point, and hopefully they're yeah, just, hopefully, be, hopefully they're happy to see him. You know, uh, that's, that's of, all I hope for is that they're super stoked to have him on the on the. Some on people the would be really pissed, and some people would be like, "Yo, I don't even want to play there." Right? Blake ain't going to do that. Right? You know, and what's going to happen with his relationship? His girl don't want to go out to fucking Detroit. Don't I, I bet Kendall Jenner couldn't point out where Detroit is on a map. <laughs> right I literally don't think that she would be able to do that. <laughs> that girl's never been even in the airport. Right? Um, but who knows? Yeah, maybe maybe uh, Blake will. Get her out there one of these games. We might be seeing her sitting courtside. So basically what what we're saying, dude, is if you're a real Clipper fan, and I, I know the whole NBA world is shocked today, um, but you know what? I'm not shocked. I'm really – as much as a, of a shock it was to me today, when you sit back and think about it, this is a business, people. Yeah. This is a business, and everybody's looking out for the, for the next best thing. Yeah. It's a sad day, though. Yeah. Do you have um – do you have any other questions or things you want to bring up before? No, I, th- I mean I think we got, I think I think we got it all out. Yeah. But I do want to say something. I do think you want to say goodbye a little bit? I I, I want to I want to say something to Blake Griffin though. Okay. Again, being the fan that I've been my whole life. Yeah. And just the excitement that he brought us as fans. Yeah, like just break Blake brought this whole different dynamic, man, and he he brought this. We needed this as Clipper fans, all right. We had been waiting our whole life for something like that. Like, yeah, we sat through Danny Manning, who was all right. right that was our first All Star. You know, we sat through Dominique Wilkins for half of a season. Okay, right. cool. Yeah, that's great. We got Darius and Quentin and like uh, Stone Lamar. Yeah, Elton was like the closest thing that Elton, we got. Elton was good. Elton was amazing. Elton was good. But then Blake comes right, and he did nothing but bust his ass to win basketball games. Mm-hmm. I think Blake got a bad rap um, through just the way players treated him. I think Blake. I think Blake doesn't get the props he should get you know what i'm saying yeah. i think i think blake plays way harder than a, you know he's improved his game every single year mm-hmm. he works out harder than anybody i remember stories that that players and and media staff would tell me like yo this dude stays in the gym he stays working on his game this is the kind of guy you want to be the cornerstone of your franchise and i'm thankful that we had him for as long as we did yeah. I'm thankful that we have these memories. I'm never going to fucking forget the dunk on Kendrick Perkins. I'm never going to forget being there front row, seeing the Mazgoff, seeing the Gallinari dunk. I'm never going to forget Humphreys getting his ass dunked on. I'm never going to forget Memphis being down 26 in Memphis, winning the fucking game. I'm never going to forget beating Golden State on Game 7. I'm never going to forget that shit. I'm never going to forget about Donald Sterling and the shit that we went through and we, and we fucking made it. Because Blake was our leader, dude. You can say that Chris was our leader, and he was too. But Blake, you gave us all these amazing memories, and we are never going to forget it. And and honestly, now I'm rooting for the Pistons in the East. And that's how shit goes with me, dude. 
We love you, Blake Griffin, and we are going to miss you. This concludes this test of the emergency broadcast system.